You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your heads, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com. Still here, still with ya. Well, I'm running low on Diet Coke Feisty Cherry, which is what I could get when I went to the store. So, times are tough, but we will survive and we will carry on. I did tease on yesterday's episode that I was going to go for the breakdown of things I've done in like the test run I'm doing for when we actually do start the simulated Blue Jays season next week. That'll be next Thursday. That'll be the first broadcast for that. So get ready. So I'll talk about some of the things. And it's it's honestly another thing where I've had a little bit of an issue with uh, out of the park so far. But hey, it's in beta. I can't expect him to be perfect. So... We will discuss that, and it'll actually lead into what we're doing for Fan Friday, so that'll work out pretty well. But on this episode, I wanted to start with some news, some breaking news out of MLB that happened today, and how it kind of ties into a larger theme that I had a discussion with some of the writers from Jesus from the Couch about. And let's just get to the breaking news. Let's just start there. Today came out that not only has Boston traded away Mookie Betts and lost Tom Brady, they lost another guy today when it was announced that Chris Sale was going to stop fooling people. And again, nobody was fooled. Once it was announced, he had the elbow issues and he said he was going to try and pitch through it. I'm like, why? You want to pitch for a 70-win team? That's probably not smart. So it was announced that Chris Sale will be undergoing Tommy John surgery and will be out for the entirety of the 2020 season whenever that happens. No Chris Sale. So all of a sudden, Boston's rotation is looking much, much worse. It's it's Eduardo Rodriguez and Nathan Eovaldi is your number two. And that's that's not favorable for any kind of winning condition, trust me. But it does speak to a conversation that I had uh, about the delay in the season. And again, was talking with some writers and it was Ryan Miller, friend of the show, sometime co-host of the show when we have him on, who said how bummed he was about the season being delayed because it just gave the Yankees time to get healthy. And what he was talking about were the injuries that popped up in spring training to Giancarlo Stanton, to Aaron Judge. Um, It gives James Paxton a chance to come back from the cyst removal that he had. Basically, it lets the Yankees come back whenever they do with a full slate of people. And that's kind of discerning because I know a lot of people got excited when those injuries were announced because they were they're like, oh, here we go again. Yankees are going to 
lose all their guys because they're getting injured. And, you know, prime opportunity for Toronto to strike and, and get the division title. And, you know, you had to simmer down with that talk immediately because let's, let's just get the 500 first and then we'll talk. But it seemed to be prime position for like a Tampa Bay to get up there and steal that spot. And, you know, it is a little disheartening. I mean, granted, the Blue Jays are going to benefit too. They get Rafael Delis back. Hopefully, um, of course, Delise, uh was injured. Well, not really injured. He had appendicitis. That I guess that counts as an injury, but is is more something that needed surgery. So they can have their big bullpen signing back and intact for whenever the twenty twenty season starts. But obviously, Rafael Delise pales in comparison to getting. You know, a former MVP, a guy who should have been an MVP, if not for some conveniently placed garbage cans in Houston, and a guy who has thrown a no-hitter against the Blue Jays all back before the start of the season. And honestly, I'm having a hard time trying to think of who benefited more from the season being delayed than the Yankees getting those guys back. Maybe the Astros, in case people forget by the time they come back to just boo the ever-loving crap out of them. Which, as I've said on this podcast, I hope people do not forget. I hope people have very long memories. And I hope they take it out on those Astros in no short order. When it, Wherever they end up playing, make sure you boo the crap out of them. I'm trying very hard not to swear, but... Yeah, it it is a little disappointing, but at the same time, you know, you you want to beat the best teams. You don't want to say, "Oh, we got the division title," and then just be like, "Yeah, well, you beat a very injured New York team." Because I I hear that qualification all the time with like the Raptors title from last season. It's like, "Yeah, well, you got the title, but you got a lucky bounce and." and beat Philadelphia, and then you played Golden State without KD and without Clay and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they won. It's that argument that works against Houston keeping its title, works in favor of Toronto winning it. doesn't matter how you get it. You got it. Although, again, the whole KD-Clay argument is a little more up for debate than the Houston cheating argument, I would argue. But in the same way, the the competitor in me wants Aaron Judge out there. The, the competitor in me wants Giancarlo Stanton out there. So you can have Hyunjin Ryu on the mound getting weak ground balls out of them or, or Nate Pearson coming up and just striking out. Aaron Judge with that nasty upper fastball. It it wants me to see those those young players just hit Paxton around the park. And you know, the the whole crux of this thing, the the sale Tommy John, it makes sense. And, you know, if Boston ends up coming back from it and in twenty twenty one, I don't know. If Alex Verdugo becomes a star, which, I mean, karma decrees he shouldn't. 
that's a whole other, you know, ugly, ugly kettle of fish. And, you know, maybe they, they get under the luxury tax and they start feeling frisky and make a signing. Maybe they actually get a starting pitcher who could help them alongside Sale whenever he comes back and Eduardo Rodriguez. But for now, I I think that is, you know, a very small silver lining in this whole thing that, you know, the stars get to come back because when MLB comes back, it's going to need its stars in full swing, healthy, ready to go and ready to, you know, do what they do best. And hopefully the Blue Jays can beat them at their best. I know I'll be waiting to see it. So I'm going to talk about the things I've noticed in the test run that I'm doing with Out of the Park Baseball 21. But before we get to that in the second half, just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by Winnings. And we're very appreciative of that at this time. Winnings is great because, I mean, I don't know about you. I hate stepping on scales. It sucks. I'm fat. I don't need to be told I'm fat by a machine. But, you know, I've been jumping on a bunch of different scales. Maybe it's just because, you know, I haven't met the right one. Or you haven't met the right one. Could be. Um, Withings produced the first smart scale in the world. And it's still the best one. You know, you have that advantage being first. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Whitting's Body Plus the best overall smart scale for 2020. So if you're looking to lose weight, you know, you need willpower. It's a key factor, but you also need the right tools to keep that encouragement going. Whitting's smart scales are known for their durability and exceptional design. It's very user-friendly. You just step on and data from every way and syncs automatically to the free app that you just get on your phone. You can use Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Whitting's gives you that option. So you don't need to have your phone on you, but the Body Plus gives you weight, full body composition, your weight trend, and even the local weather just because it can. The scale can support up to eight different users and even know who's who when you step on. And here's the deal right now. You can get 25% off of Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time. So go to withings.com, that's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB to get 25% off that award-winning Body Plus body composition scale. That's winnings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB to get 25% off that amazing scale so you can start losing weight. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. So I said I was going to talk about the transactions I've noticed in the little test run that I'm doing with Out of the Park Baseball. And... I teased it by saying I managed to do something I know a lot of you have been asking. I got rid of Brandon Drury. I found a team willing to trade for Brandon Drury. I know. So let's let's just set this up right quick. I, I said before the Blue Jays owner had given me a goal of trying to improve catcher. That's fine. So... I got a couple of trade proposals to try and help me in that goal. 
funny how MLB teams picked up on that right quick. The first one I got was from Minnesota, who offered Williams Astadio. I like Williams. He's like older Alejandro Kirk. He just hits everything. So I'm I'm fine with that. But then here's what Minnesota wanted in return. They wanted Rafael Delise, who'd just been signed and was one of the best relievers. They wanted Nate Pearson, which not only not only did they do that, did they want the one of the top prospects in baseball for a catcher who cannot get regular time in Minnesota. They also wanted ninety thousand dollars in cash. I literally laughed at them. That was a, that was an option for me to answer. I laughed at them. So, yeah, bye Felicia to Minnesota. We didn't have any correspondence after that. Then Rick Hahn of Chicago got involved. The White Sox owner again trying to offer me a catcher this time. James McCann, who. Again, I kind of like McCann from his time in Detroit. But again, wanted Rafael Delis, who I was not going to give up. And Orelvis Martinez, who's the top international prospect left with the Blue Jays. Lots of nope. Team's just not seeming to get the memo that I don't want to trade prospects for catchers. But Rick Hahn was consistent. And persistent. Offered me McCann again, this time for Gabriel Moreno, who has gotten a little bit of time in spring training. He's a catching prospect, but he's below Riley Adams and Alejandro Kirk. And Brandon Drury. Like, yeah, this seems a heck of a lot more palatable than that first one you tried to pull on me. So I accepted it. James McCann is a Blue Jay in this universe. And Brandon Drury is a White Sox. But that that just seems to be one of like, you know, the the interesting way this uh, this franchise is is happening and transactions are happening. Let me tell you what else I did for the Blue Jays. Um, and I did this as a favor to Sean Doyle, who's been calling for Yasiel Puig to be signed forever. I signed Yasiel Puig. I signed him to a one year. $10 million deal with a team option for a second year at $10 million. He accepted it in the virtual world. He's DHing and playing right field. To make room for him, I had to waive Derek Fisher, and Texas jumped all over him. So Derek Fisher went to Texas, which is weird. But it wasn't just Fisher who ended up hitting the waiver wire. One of the things I found was a lot of players that probably shouldn't be hitting the waiver wire were doing so. And it's, it's partly because of the 40 man stipulations right now in the game. And partly because of like IL spots needing freeing up once players became healthy, but it was just, Weird, like, um, like the biggest name who got waived was Michael Waka by the Mets, and like he literally just signed there. Probably should be holding on to him. Um, other guys who people might know, Adam Morgan was waived by Philadelphia, who, you know, I hopped all over that. So Adam Morgan's actually in the Toronto bullpen in this one, and. 
you know, again, it's it's guys who really shouldn't be considered. Like Kevin Pillar was weighed by Boston. Pretty sure they want to keep him. Um, you know, uh, guys like um, Asher Wojciechowski was weighed by Baltimore after pitching seven and a third scoreless. That didn't really make any sense. It's just it's guys who you would expect to have a little more staying power even if they're they're getting waif like that. And that that just kind of threw me off a little bit. Um so yeah, Daniel Hudson was waived by Washington after re-signing. Again, I picked him up for Toronto, so again he's in the bullpen for the Blue Jays because I gotta build that bullpen somehow. Signed Danny Salazar too, who I'm surprised he hasn't gotten more looks. I know he's pretty fragile right now, but Salazar could be a really sneaky good swingman. So yeah, it was just a little weird how the transactions were were happening there. And I just want to give that warning as I start this franchise up that the rosters that other teams have may not be as faithful as the ones that I try to use with the Blue Jays. And I actually, this is going to lead into the Fan Friday as I teased. I am going to sim the first couple weeks of the franchise and in that time... I'm going to get trade offers like the ones I described. As they come in, I will put them on Twitter and I will ask you all to vote on them. This will be part of Fran Friday. You want to comment? We can comment. Like I said, you can you can do the same rejection I did to Minnesota when they asked for Nate Pearson. But that's how we'll kind of build this team a little bit because obviously the, uh, the transactions have ground to a halt. There's not going to be any waiver action so to speak. So I will post any trade offers I get because they last for 14 days once I get them. I'll let you vote. I will also throw out some of the free agents who are there. Um, like I said, Danny Salazar and Yasiel Puig are the ones I got in the test run, but there are guys like Aaron Sanchez available, um, Josh Fields, uh, Scooter Jeanette, Zach Cozart, lots of guys. I will post some of the more prominent names and let y'all vote on them and we'll see if we can't make them Blue Jays. And yeah, that's the first way I'm going to start trying to get y'all involved. And then again, when we start streaming next week, you know, hopefully I'll have something a little more visually stimulating for y'all. But we'll just take it from there. So I just wanted to give that update on the plans going forward. And we will check in tomorrow. But until then, that brings us to the end of this episode. Just a reminder, if you're not following me on Twitter, if you want to make your opinion heard when I start posting these trade offers, make sure you're following me at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, however you get podcasts, which I'm sure you're listening to at the time. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook. And, you know, we we do post updates there so that way you don't have to miss anything. And, you know, now that you're coming to the end of this episode, why not tell your smart device to say, hey, smart device, whatever your name is, I forget. Play Locked On Fantasy Baseball and you will get... Locked on Fantasy Baseball with Scott Cullen, who's a veteran 
fantasy writer has a lot of stuff. So when the season starts, you'll be ready for it. So just play Locked On Fantasy Baseball and enjoy that. And until we talk tomorrow, because while there may not be a season, there's still a Friday. And Fridays are for the fans. So until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jsrunacouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.